my my Bible application and I went to one of my study Bibles just trying to read some things up. And I came across a word, um, Matthew chapter 10, which is actually part of the scriptures I'll be teaching from today. And this is the the Spiritfield Bible. It was written by Jack A. Ford. I remember one day I asked Pastor Tiger, I said, Pastor, I said, I said, sir, I said, what, what Bible will you recommend for me? He said, Pastor, okay, get Jack A. Ford. Get Jack A. Ford. I, I told Pastor Tony, I said, which one is that one? Is it get Spiritfield Bible? That's, that's the Bible the pastor uses. I said, okay. And so I remember that I bought it and I had to, I bought it on Amazon and it was sent to me after about three weeks. Anyway, one of Pastor's Bible. <laughs> okay, disciples. Um, so I'm recommending Spiritfield Bible. That's what I'm trying to do. Amen. Disciples, um, if you read, if you look, if you have spiritual Bible, if you have spiritual Bible in the house, can I see your hand up? Yeah, that's it. Do you have any study Bible? If you don't have any study Bible, can I see your hand up? There's no shame. Don't worry. I love you. Sincerely, I do. Maybe I have a gift. Oh. She was the first person. So I'm going to give you one. <laughs> okay, please remind me. Pastor Fuke, please, so I don't forget. I cannot pronounce this word. Please pardon me. Uh, it's a Greek word. Maybe you can help me. Uh, my, my disciples, Matites. Yes, that's you find you find it Matthew chapter ten. Matthew chapter ten is the it should be the first one. It's it's in one of the word word wealth. Matetes, that's Matetes. Yes, that's the that's the root word. That's the Greek word I think for the word disciples. And so. I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere because I just want to tell you what, who a disciple is. And so if you read further, it tells us that a disciple is a learner, right? A disciple is a learner, one who follows both the teaching and the teacher. The one who follows the teaching and the teacher, not taking one and leaving the other. The one who follows Jesus and learning his ways. That's who a disciple is. So I'm asking you this morning, how many of his ways do you know? Amen. That's just on, by the way. We have been talking about believers' authority. And today we'll be looking at another dimension of the believer's authority which is um, um, 
another dimension of, 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 of believer's authority, you know, I, I have about five dimensions. Let me just, uh, and I just, hope, I just trust God that we'll be able to, to look at everything. You have, you have the redemptive authority. That's our authority because of Christ's triumph. Inherited authority, our authority as sons and daughters of God. You have positional authority, our authority in Christ. Delegated authority, our authority as Christ representatives. And then you have empowered authority, our authority through the anointing. So today I will just talk about delegated authority and hopefully we take the other four. Of course, the list can be endless. You can also have to it as the Holy Spirit is ministering to you in your quiet time. During the midweek service, the last week mid service, I told them in church that there are three relationships that we can have with the Holy Spirit. The first one is uh, the Holy Spirit being with you. The Holy Spirit is with you, right? You didn't come to the knowledge of Jesus just by your own volition. It is just because God has it in mind, right? And Holy Spirit always, has always been there nudging you, telling you that try, why don't you try Jesus? And one day you you answered the altar call. You, you, you said the prayer, Lord, I accepted you as my Lord and Savior. I acknowledge I'm a sinner. Holy Spirit has just been telling you, I'm a sinner. Jesus died, Jesus died for you. You don't have to carry the burden of sin. You don't have to feel condemned. Try Jesus and all of that. The second relationship is when you receive the Jesus, when you received Jesus, Holy Spirit now lives in you, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And you see Jesus said to the, to the, to the disciples when he was you know, sitting across the table, he, he breathed on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. The third dimension is when the Holy Spirit is now upon you. Okay, Jesus said, wait, uh, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. The truth is, when you are, if you are a believer, you have the Holy Spirit in you. You have the Holy Spirit upon you. Now, Holy Spirit is signet um, uh, uh, is a sign, right? Signet is is a is an evidence of God's power that is over your life. Which is why Jesus said, uh, "Greater works." You shall do. Okay? And he was admonishing the disciples in John chapter 16, 14, 15, 16, there about. And he said to them, Don't worry, I'm leaving you. There's no problem. You're not alone. Holy Spirit, I will pray the Father, and he will send the Holy Spirit, which will lead you into all truth. I am saying this to let you know that you are not ordinary. Uh, I think it was last week that I said that if you give me power, uh, it's like you writing a check for me. 
putting my name and you're saying to me, Tolu, go to the bank. This money is yours. You know that if I do not use that check, it's just a question of time. It's just going to expire in my hands, right? I don't know the technical term they use for it, but you can't have a check. Not, not, you can't have a check forever. I mean, if a check is written and the date is on it, you should use it within a particular period and get the money. Now, why I'm saying, what I'm saying is that a power that you do not deploy is as good as you don't have it. If, if I have a power and I don't use that power, it's as good as not having it. As a matter of fact, I am becoming wasteful. And you will see Jesus telling his disciples that, see, um, in fact, in one of the scriptures we're going to look at, he sent out the 70. And he said, and they returned. He said, they returned with joy. And they said, even we cast out demons. Even the demons, they flee and all of that. And Jesus reminded them that, see, I have given you power. So you have not done that by your might, not in your own strength, but in my strength. Amen. Of course, I will not need to define the dictionary meaning of the word delegation or delegated or delegate. You know, when our politicians, when they went to the last election or the last shadow election that they did, they had delegates, they were those ones that collected dollars, right? Should you be looking for forex now? They should just give us our money back. Amen. They call them delegates. Meaning that they were, they, a delegate is he's not just going there. He's, he's like, we, we, he's a we have sent him there. Which is why you should be involved. <laughs> because whether you are or not, or people are doing it on your behalf, right? They will put a stock delegate on our behalf, right? That should tell you what delegation means. You have vested authority in them. You have given them a power to discharge a responsibility on your behalf. So, Holy Spirit is given to us in trust that we may deliver responsibilities to the glory of God. Amen. Which is why we cannot misuse it or misuse Him because Holy Spirit is a person. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. Let me read the Passion Translation. Jesus gathered his 12 disciples and imparted to them authority to cast out demons and to heal every sickness and every disease. Let me read the amplified version. And Jesus summoned to him his 12 disciples and gave them power. He gave them what? And authority. Over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure all kinds of weakness 
and infirmity. Matthew 10, chapter 7 and 8 says, this was still Jesus' instruction, as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Verse 8. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, drive out demons, freely without pay. You have received freely without charge. Give. If I say to you that you have power to raise the dead, do you believe that? If I say to you that, or if I, it's just, I'm just reminding you of who you are. Because we are talking about the believer's authority. The power that has been given to you to discharge responsibility on behalf of God. You can raise the dead. You can heal the sick. You can cleanse the lepers. You, you that you are seated, looking at me. You have power on your life. The problem most of the time is unbelief. We don't believe we are who God says we are. We say with our mouth, but our heart is far from that reality. And it is supposed to be a a matter of the heart. Not of the mouth. Heal the sick, raise the dead, solve human problems. Add values to people's life. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Lord Jesus gave them power. He delegated power. The Greek word is esosia, meaning delegated authority. An authority bestowed on a representative who acts on behalf of another to carry out the assignment. Now, if you send me on an assignment with the power of your office, and I do not discharge that responsibility exactly the way you want it done, how will you feel? Would you not say, you have wasted my time? You have wasted my resources? You know, sometimes we we quickly want to condemn that guy who, who was given so much, which is one, and he buried it. Why was it, why was he uh, why, why was the talent taken back from him? Why? Primarily, it's because of irresponsibility and the wickedness of his heart. He did not put to use, yeah, he did not put to use what was given to him. I have given you power. So if you don't use it, we, maybe we are not better than that guy, that servant who buried the ground and put it. You know, sometimes you think, oh, what you have given me is not enough. Maybe God has called you to just be, maybe to, to, to invite two, three persons in your house, you know, maybe once in a month to have a good time with them and share the word. You're saying, oh, but God, I, I want 100 people. Right? 
God has given you maybe a small, you are starting a business and you, rather than you to spend some time trusting God and, 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 and asking the Holy Spirit to teach you how to grow, you are looking at someone who started his business 100 years ago. And you are saying, God, why did you know? You are not answering my prayers. Though. What is this person doing that I'm not even doing, self? He can pray, I can pray. In fact, I went to a better school. Before that one distracts us, let's continue. In Luke chapter 10, verse 17, 19 to 20, the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even demons are subject to us. In what? In your name. Even the demons are subject to us in your name. Verse 19, behold, this was Jesus responding. I have given you authority. I've given you what? I have delegated to you authority. I have given to you. Tell your neighbor God has given you authority. If your neighbor is sleeping, don't be afraid to tap that person. It's okay. If the person says, No, who said to tell the person, Pastor said so. I have given you authority. God has given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions. Can you put up the amplified version for us? Overhaul the power. Okay, I'm, I'm, is that up now? Okay, we're waiting. To trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses. Amen. And nothing in any way arms you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this that the spirit are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are enrolled in heaven. That you can heal the sick. It's not your power, so you cannot take glory in that. That's what Jesus was saying to them. Be humble and, get, and let God continue to use you. Have eternity in view because that is the most important. Amen. Do you have that on? Okay. Verse 19. Let's read it together. Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and what? And Can you personalize that? Verse 19. He has given me Verse 19, please. He has given me authority and power do you believe what you just read 
Make sure you don't forget. I think one of the problems Christians have is also forgetfulness. And we forget because we don't go to the word as often as we should. We are supposed to be beholding it all the time. You know, don't forget. And the only way not to is by constantly reminding yourself of what God had said about you. So how do we exercise this authority? How do we exercise the authority? The first thing you must do is to resist the enemy. Resist. Tell the word, tell your neighbor, resist. What does it mean to resist something? Huh? Come again. Run. Who said run? No, it's not flee. To resist is not to flee. To st- thank you, sir. To stand against. To uphold. Yes, to oppose. To counter that thought in your heart. That lie of the devil or lies of the devil. To stand against it. To stand against it. James chapter 4 verse 6 and 7. But he gives us more and more grace. Put the amplified version. Power of the Holy Spirit. To meet this evil tendency and all others fully. Okay. Can we read it together? It gives us more. It gives us more and in other words, power of the Holy Spirit to meet this evil tendency and all others fully. That is why he says, God sets him against the proud and haughty, but gives grace continually to the lowly, those who are humble enough to receive it. Verse 7. So be subject to God. Stand what? Stand what? Stand what? Friends, there is a position of victory. Standing firm. Why are you standing firm? Because you are standing on Jesus. It's a foundation that cannot be shaken. So stop wasting the power of the Holy Spirit. You stand what? What does it mean to stand firm? If you want to fight, are you going to do like this? In fact, before the battle starts, you have lost. You stand firm. You stand still. Stand still and know that he is God. Standing firm means that believing in what God has said. Remember, the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. For what? Continue. Amen. God bless you. You stand 
on his promises. You resist the lies of the devil. God is saying your children will not turn out well in life. It is a lie. Why? Because the devil did not give you those children. Children are the heritage of the, they are the, heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his reward. Devil cannot give anything. The only thing devil can give is a lie. Devil is telling you that you cannot turn out well in life. It is a lie. It did not create you. So why should he detect what happened over your life? The devil is telling you that your business will not prosper. It is a lie. A lie. It's a lie. Did he give you the brain? The devil cannot even pay your school fees. He's so broke. So very broke. Can't even buy you ten naira chat card. Ten naira. But he will tell you, I can afford. Can afford the whole world. It's a lie, 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 lies, lies. The news came to Ezekiah that prepare your house. I'm going to. Even though that was from, even that was from the angel. I said, ah, God, which, which one now? I don't want to die now. Stand firm. Can you imagine the devil coming to Eve and say, Did God say you should not eat? God never said that. Is he even? He said, Did you? He said, Don't touch something. Tell the devil you don't have a place. Resist the devil. Resist the devil. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. The devil is saying to you that your life is so broken that it cannot be mended. Tell the devil that my God is the ultimate sculptor. It can mend anything. The devil is saying that your life is so disorganized that it can never be fixed. No! My God is the ultimate fixer. He created all things. There is nothing God cannot fix, including your future. Wherever you're standing right now doesn't matter. What is, what is most important is when you stand on Jesus. It will make your life beautiful. Look at me. God is good. God is good. God is good. Maybe your marriage has failed. Don't worry. God is good. 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 And he does good things. He gives good gifts. He said, you've been wicked. If you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more, how much more your father in heaven, worry not. God will take care of you. He will take care of you. He will glorify himself in your life. Amen. Resist the lie of the devil and he will flee from you. Number two, you bind. You lose 
you pull down. Okay. Luke 13, verse 10 and verses 10 and 13. Now Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And there was a woman there who for how many years? 18. How many years? Are you following me? How many? How many? A child that was born 18 years ago is now possibly in 200 or 300 level in school. Okay. Had had an infirmity caused by what? By a spirit. Is that the amplified version? A demon of sickness. So, a demon of sickness. She was bent completely forward and unable to straighten herself up or to look forward. Can you try and imagine that? Bent like this and she could not even lift her neck up. Completely bent. Completely bent. Completely bent and she could not look forward. Maybe that's the position that you are now. But I've got a good news for you. Today is your day of deliverance. Maybe for 18 years you have just been moving in a cycle. Today, you will lift your head up. You will see the way. And you will follow through. In the name of Jesus. This woman was bent. Completely bent. For 18, 18 years. 18 good years. Maybe she had thought that all hope lost. Maybe this is how I will be for... Maybe she has even been thinking that when I die, how would they even bury me? Bent. Like no future. She could not look forward. Meaning that she had to be assisted all the time. She had to be told, no, no, mama, that's all, but that's not the way. This, you are going the wrong way. I don't know because I cannot see. She has been stagnated by this disease. She was bent completely forward and utterly unable to strengthen herself up or to look upward. To look upward. And when Jesus saw her, what did he do? He called her to him. He called her to what? Are you with Jesus? And said to her, Woman, can you hear God? Can you hear God speak to you? Do you have a relationship with him? You are released from your infirmity. You are released from it. Verse 13. Verse 13. Then he laid his hands on her. And instantly, she was made straight. And she recognized and thanked and and thanked and praised God. Uh, let me read the, the, the New King James Version. Verse 
You don't keep quiet over events and matters of your destiny. You don't accept the average. You don't accept the average. You don't. You don't accept limitation. You don't accept thoughts that doesn't conform with God has said about your life. You pull down things that is not in tandem with God's purpose for your life. You speak with your mouth. You declare what God has said. Jesus spoke a word to her. I need you to just spend the next one minute and speak about that situation that looks bent. Looks like it's never going to be straightened up. Looks like you have even given given up that this one, there is no way upward. Neither is there a way forward. You know why you, why you are going to speak? Because it is not, you are not the one that is going to do it. So speak. 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 Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy over this situation. Speak. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 14. Verse 4, I beg your pardon. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 14. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For pulling down of strongholds, can you look up? Casting down what? Arguments. And every eye thing that exalts itself against what? Bringing every thought into captivity to what? To the obedience of Christ. For the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty. By who? True God. Mighty, true God for what? For pulling down. What are the strong goals that you are, that you are experiencing in your life, in your business, in your marriage, in your career? You pull it down. This one, no. This one, yes. Pull it down. Pull it down. Pull it down. Pull it down. The third thing that we must do to exercise our authority is to cast out. Is to cast out. You see, I, I didn't realize that for us to have a good understanding of the word to, of the word cast out, we have to look at the synonyms. This is a beautiful name. See, the synonym for cast out is ejection. You have to give a notice of ejection. Everybody understand that one. Or you boot out, right? You banish. That, that looks like, that's it, right? You kick out. That's the synonym for cast out. It's not something you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, a believer, you don't, you don't do a plea bargain with the devil. You are not mate. You are not mate. You exercise authority. How many of you know that devil is defeated and that's his permanent place? Oh, 
permanent site is defeat. There is no other address. He can't change his address. So you don't have a business pleading with the devil. Eh, eh, please, take, don't, don't, this one, take it away now. Ah, this one, I can, I can manage this one. You are, tell, 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 tell the devil that I am your senior. I'm not your mate. You're not sure. You're not his mate. Matthew 8, verse 16. And before I read this, I need you to know that Jesus is just our perfect theology. Anything that Jesus has done, you can do. The disciples, Paul, Peter, John, they understood this. Matthew 18, verse 16 and 18. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon possessed, and he what? He cast out the spirits with what? With a word. And healed all who were sick. That is exercising authority. As we conclude, note this. A believer don't negotiate with the devil and his demons. Okay? You can't be bowing before God and be bowing to man-made gods. You are not the devil's mate. He has been defeated and, and defeated forever. And his place is permanently a position of defeat. He can't change that. Cast him out of your life. Cast him out of your affairs. Cast him out of your business. Banish the devil and every activities of darkness over your life. Your business, your children, your nation. Bind the devil over your health. Pull down every thought of death. You will not die. It says with long life will last satisfy you and show you salvation. You will not end up broke. In the name of Jesus. Because he was made poor that you might become rich. You don't have a business with poverty. You don't. It starts with the mind. You don't have a business thinking this sickness is going to take your life. It cannot take your life. God will heal you. You cannot accept limitation as your faith. Yeah. God has tried for me small, so let me just stay here. Let me just stay here. And sometimes you want to explain that, that we want, want to excuse complacency because we refuse to just move forward. God is saying to you, there is more land to conquer. But you're just saying, I'm satisfied here. Because you don't want to move forward. Because you, are, you feel you are tired or you don't have the strength. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If you have built one business, you can build another. And you can build more. If you have won two souls, you can want 20, you can want 100. Because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ that infuses his strength into me. Can you rise and, and just pray right now?
cast out every activity that is not of God in and around your life. For the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot understand it. Cast it out. I am not limited. I progress. I succeed. I will not settle for less. In the name of Jesus. Maybe they are saying to you, hey, you are too old. No man, will come. no man will marry you again. Or you are too old. No woman will come to you. You are just too old. It is not over until God says so. Maybe they are saying, uh, you are too old. You cannot, maybe you have failed in business. You cannot pioneer again. Who said so? No word comes to pass when the Lord has not commanded it. Oh, Brakadoza Hadabali Dadabasikatu Fregedosa. The Bible says, even at old age, we will continue to bear fruits. He is our sustainer. For thou, oh Lord, you are a shield for me. You are my glory. You are my glory. You are my glory, the one that lifts up my head. He that is planted in the corn of our God shall flourish like a palm tree. It is not the respect of age. 